Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She's really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about life. Too many women in this world feel alone. They worry about the judgment of others and they struggle with their mental health. But when they listen to the Rare Girls podcast, where empowered women share their voices and tell their stories, many women will feel inspired to live a life of freedom and to overcome all their insecurities. They will feel it is a safe space to find their confidence, to remember their unique beauty and to feel their self-worth. And they will connect with a sisterhood of rare girls who encourage their success and support their dreams. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Tina Dubery. Tina is a self-worth coach and rapid transformational therapy, aka RTT practitioner based in Perth, Western Australia. As a mother of three sons, with her youngest son having been born with a physical disability, spina bifida, 25 years ago, Tina had to navigate all the heartache and difficulties that come with that. As a consequence of that, she experienced her own physical and mental health issues, trying to find ways to cope and heal from these challenges, Tina began her own journey in self-development and personal growth. Her exploration into this field began with the work of Louise Hay and Shakti Gawain, training as a workshop leader in Louise Hay's Heal Your Life seminars. She then built on these teachings further with Patricia Crane, PhD, discovering the power of positive affirmations. At a later turning point, her strong desire to expand her understanding of the mind, body, and spirit connection deepened as she continued to work with DNA activation and recalibration specialist Brigitte Gloria, entrepreneur, speaker and meditation master Tom Cronin and award-winning UK therapist Marisa Peer, extending her work into transformational therapy incorporating hypnotherapy. These learnings, along with her background as a passionate educator, motivated her to share the power of these and to have a greater impact on people's lives. Her experience and work of transformational therapy, which includes mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, has helped numerous individuals discover their self-worth and then use that to transform into greater versions of themselves, which brings her to where she is now, a transformational life coach that embodies the elevation of self-worth and living one's own truth. Tina, how are you today? Hi, Aziz. I'm very well today. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this amazing podcast. I'm honored. I'm lucky. I'm privileged and so happy to have you here. And just to know even more about you, because the whole podcast it's, uh, is about women's self-worth. It's such an important topic, especially it seems the more we go further in time, the more the years pass, the deeper and deeper that people's mental health issues get. 
for you as someone who ca- could have been doing anything in this world, why did you choose to become a self-worth coach in particular? What within your story, which we shared pieces of it, made you decide that this is the most important purpose you can have right now? And tell me more about your perspective. So I think I've always had an innate interest in uh, healing and helping others. And a lot of that obviously stemmed from my own journey, as we touched on in the introduction, and um, trying to find ways to navigate, I guess, the challenges that um, were in front of me. And a lot of it came back down to really loving myself and healing my own um, inner wounds, as we call them. And, you know, and part of, of loving yourself and a, a massive part of of, um, of that is really understanding and validating and recognising one's self-worth. Um, with all the clients that I've worked with and all the work that I've done, self-worth really is the underpinning core of all the self words, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-compassion, self-love, self-care. So really understanding one's self-worth is the vital ingredient of everything. And I think from that point on, um, helping people to really recognise and understand that in themselves really enables them to be able to um, elevate themselves and and live their life and, and live their own truth. And uh, I think that it just sort of evolved that way and uh, it's just become my absolute passion and I really feel that it is my my soul's purpose um, on this planet to help heal um, not just with particularly, I mean, I work particularly with women, but, um, but I also, you know, work with other clients as well. So um, I think that's, yeah, certainly I found that, find that that's been my, uh, my mission and my purpose. I love this. We're going to have so much fun today. And just to define terms, let's begin with self-love. What is to you the meaning of self-love? Because for some people, they have this uh, conception that self-love means you become like a hippie who just has no reason to move forward because you love yourself so much. And they think, wrongly or not, whatever it is, that how can I be pushed and motivated forward without the pain and the self-criticism and all that, because I notice a lot of people are addicted to their limitations. And they, although they suffer from them, there is a part of them that thinks they're necessary for them to evolve and progress. So can you share a bit more? Yeah, so really, first of all, let me define really what self-worth really is. So um, so self-worth is a, a feeling that you're a good person, that deserves to be treated with respect. And it's it's a really deep um, understanding that you are someone of value and that you're lovable and necessary to life. So as I said, that's kind of like the foundation of everything. So then the self-love is sort of the step on from that is that to be able to acknowledge and recognise that we have to take care of ourselves and giving ourselves, um, you know, recognising 
what our hurts have been, what our wounds are, but the key to it is not staying stuck in that and not letting, allowing that to identify who we are. That is just a part of our journey and it's it's a part of um, our healing is to be able to acknowledge that or we might say, some people will say like, you know, our, um, our shadow side, our, our darker sides, is to be able to see those, validate those, acknowledge them heal them and work on them and then we allows it allows us to bring in more space of the positivity and the nurturing and the, the nourishing and the healing aspect of things so um the other part of it as well is that you know in our society that we are you know conditioned to think sometimes that we, not to put ourselves first that we have to think of others first and there is a balance that's required because you can't you can't serve or be um, of help or take care of anyone else unless you do look after yourself. So you've got to um, you know you it's about filling that cup first and letting the overflow be what helps and, and serves others. So for some people, they may need an extended period of time and healing and processes to work on that because, you know, depending on what they happened in their childhood or what they had growing up, um, you know, they may have had the misfortune of not having any of that or much of that at all. And there there requires a lot of that own self-nurturing and self-care and self-love to be able to bring them back to a, a, you know, a balance and to a place where they then can give from that place. Thank you. And that sounds to me that it will affect all the relationships that people have, especially their intimate ones, where if they don't feel worthy, they will repulse and reject people who see them as good because they cannot accept compliments and might uh, attract toxic people into their lives who confirm for them that they are worthless, which is wrong. And then it creates a cycle of repeatedly dating or being friends even with people who have a level of bullying towards you and in some level there is like a confirmation of your worldview that if you're not worth it then you should be treated in a way that makes you confirms to you that you're not is this something you notice whether for yourself or for some of your clients what was some of the resistance to them changing it maybe they say why would I change then maybe the man or woman or whatever who's toxic to me but I love them then maybe they won't love me if I change any of those struggles related to this point absolutely and this is a you know a common theme I guess in in people that find themselves in um you know toxic or unhealthy relationships and it is that um you know it is that understanding that you know you can only love someone as much as you love yourself and that you also energetically and vibrationally that you will draw it's the, the law of attraction um you know you will draw into your life you know the the level of energy that you are actually you know vibrating from and so sometimes as well people will find you know through their um their emotional wounding so to speak that they will be in relationships because there is a sense, there is an actual subconscious sense or level of familiarity. So unfortunately, if someone has uh, experienced 
abuse, um, you know, in their familial relationships growing up, there is this pattern that they unconsciously are repeating. And so they're seeking out uh, that in their relationships, whether it's, you know, they're, they're female. And, and often this will come back down to the relationships, their primary relationships that they have, um, you know, with their caregivers, whether they're mother or father or the significant male or female in the relationships. And this then can play out, you know, throughout their life, um, you know, as they, they go forward. And this is where, I guess, the RTT certainly has a significant role to play in that because it is all about finding the root cause of whatever the issue may be, whether it's a emotional, physical, um, you know, psychological um, issue that's happening, there is a, there's a root cause to that. And that often and pretty much always will stem back to something that has happened in their childhood, whether, as I said, whether it's a significant carer or parent or someone in their life where they've had some kind of event that then they create this belief and from that belief then we have what we call is a, a looping thought. So the thought creates a feeling and then the feeling then creates an action or a behaviour. And then when this loop continues, it just reinforces itself and reinforces itself. And until we can interrupt that you know, pattern, that cycle, and reinstall it with some new beliefs, um, people will find themselves, you know, repeating the same patterns and, you know, having the same sort of themes within relationships and um, that can continue. And so it's really about breaking the cycle, um, as I said, having a circuit breaker and re reprogramming whatever those beliefs are for that person, whatever limiting beliefs that that person may have. Thank you. And you're someone who has experimented with and also became an expert in various modalities of healing of helping self-worth why did you choose to focus on our uh, rtt more than any others why not for example become an nlp master practitioner or any of the others what was the difference or the superiority or the affinity Maybe it's a personal choice or a personal alignment. And what is it for the people who don't know? What is RTT? Um, so look, over the years, in my own journey, um, in uh, you know, working through my own mental health issues and and physical issues, you know, I I certainly did do lots of different therapies and um, tried lots of different things. And I, I really think it was just I um, happened to just come across Marissa Peer's work through um, Mind Valley, actually. And I was actually doing some study, doing some other courses through there. And, and I saw her being interviewed and it just really fascinated me. And it was also during a period of time where I was um, – going through some some difficulties myself and um she was offering a a masterclass um in RTT and I I was just intrigued about it as I said I had seen some um interviews of hers and some YouTube clips and I was just fascinated by it and so I I experienced um an RTT session for myself and was absolutely blown away with just the insight that had come in such a short space of time and in just one session. And it was done, it was done over Zoom as well. Um, 
with Marissa being in, in London and me being in Australia, um, but how the, the the insights and the power that I they, that I, got, I received from just that one session really was very, very significant. And um, I think really put me on this trajectory, you know, like it kind of like super, super seated me on this trajectory that that I feel that I'm on, I'm on now. And um, I think just having had that own personal experience um, was testimony of to the power of it. And the more that I um, obviously I studied it and learned about it and spoke to, you know, other practitioners and just seen it for myself in clients, um, really just validated again just the um the power of it so um rapid transformational uh therapy rtt um so it's a pioneering therapy in which was developed by marissa pia who is a uk um therapist and it's based on the best principles of neuroscience um hypnotherapy psychotherapy um cbt and um, it really offers a very fast and effective um, and often permanent and long-lasting results, which I think by comparison to other um, therapies, you know, traditional modes of therapy um, is what makes it so incredible and so extraordinary because it delivers results, you know, permanent or very long-lasting results really, really quickly. So for most, um, uh, you know, ailments or, or um, issues that people have, we would say that they would maybe only need between one and three sessions versus conventional therapy um, because what it does is, as we were talking about, when you go into this deep state of hypnosis and you're working with the subconscious mind, it's really powerful because 95% of the time we're working at the conscious mind and we're working at that level of our brain. But it's at the it's at the subconscious where the deep-rooted um, beliefs are stored and being held. And when we go into hypnosis and we take the client into this, um, and it's just a very natural, relaxed state. It's not like I'm going to um, make you dance like a chicken or anything like that. It's just taking you into a very, very deep, relaxed state and we're accessing the, the alpha brain waves. And in that state, people, as I said, are able to tap into that subconscious and it reveals um, a lot of things that for many, many people, they find surprising that they haven't even thought of for many, many years, but it allows us to get to the root cause of, of the issue. And um, when we do that, we are then able to, uh, as I said, we are able to uncover and reveal what that is. We then do some other works and there's some other techniques involved in the session where we um do some inner child work and do some healing and then we reprogram and reinstall with the new limiting beliefs. And at the end of the session, though, you know, your practitioner or therapist will create a personalised audio which you listen to for 21 days and um, that is that is also a really important part of the, the, the therapy as well, um, that listening to that repetition and the that's the reprogramming and the reinstallation for um you know for a series of of uh, weeks really helps to kind of concrete into the new the new beliefs and um um marissa and a lot of the therapists and practitioners have had great success all over the world um marissa peer has worked with 
top celebrities and um, elite performance athletes and celebrities from all over the world. And um, her, her, the RTT has won numerous awards as well because of um, just the the power and the, uh, you know, breakthroughs that um, it can give its clients. Thank you. I really love this. And also, I want to comment and get your opinion on something. Nowadays, we live in an age of social media where too many women, even though they're working on themselves, maybe trying to heal their past traumas every day, they get some level of, of re-traumatization when they're seeing women who are photoshopped or even now AI generated that look better than any human being could. Uh, because uh, they are not real. That's not the real photo. Still, it affects their subconscious because they keep on seeing those photos, comparing themselves to that and feeling inferior. What is your advice to those women? And did you deal with that? Do you know people who dealt with that? What's your perspective on this, especially when it comes to the younger teenage generation of women who doesn't know any different than that? Yes, it, it is a prolific issue really um, across our whole society really now. Um, fortunately, in my time, going back quite a long time ago, um, we, we didn't have those issues of social media or the internet to be constantly comparing ourselves. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's very difficult when, you know, young people are being bombarded from every, you know, every where they look, uh, they can't get away from it. So, you know, it is a very distorted um, view of um, image and um, certainly even beauty, um, what, you know, what is deemed beauty. And there becomes this distorted perception of of what is accepted as as beautiful. Um me personally, myself, um, I was very late to the party with social media um, and it's, it was really just with my work that I really, you know, understood that I, I needed to to get on board with it. But I certainly, um, I don't watch any TV. Um, I'm very, very selective about, um, you know, I, things that I read. Um, I don't buy magazines, but it's very, very difficult. Um, I guess really, you know, this is where um, environment is very, very important. And for, for people to, you know, especially for young girls, you know, they're very impressionable. And as I said, you know, it's very difficult when it is everywhere in our society to be able to extract yourself from it. And I think we're all to some degree guilty of you know, buying into this, um, but I think it's just you know looking at who who are your role models, but why are they your role models, and you know really trying to understand about you know what is it about you know this person that you potentially are aspiring to, and you know going back to the the concept of self worth, you know what what people use to measure their self worth um, are often external factors so whether it be appearance or their net worth you know their how much money they earn their income their material possessions um your their social circle you know who they know who they're connected with 
um, you know, what you do for your career, you know, or what you achieve. These are all external things about about people being validated. So the, the whole point with self-worth is it's, it's all about internal. It's about you you measuring against your what you value yourself. And I guess really what I would suggest to, you know, young people, young women or young young men as well is just to, you know, take some time to just, you know, remove yourself. And I was listening to a podcast today about um, loneliness versus solitude and, you know, in our society, once again, you know, we have this idea, this conditioning that, oh, to be alone or lonely is a negative thing. Now, I think it's all about the intention because solitude is about being on your own, but it's about harnessing and really embracing having that space around yourself to really go internally and reflect and to think about things deeply for yourself. And I think that's a really important exercise to do. And I would often, um, when I have my workshops, my, my, my sisterhood circles, is that's something that I encourage people to do is just to take that time and really think about, okay, what is it that's important to them? What do you truly value? All things aside, you know, all influence aside, family, schools, um, businesses, organisations, media, what do you truly, truly value? And I think sometimes just posing those questions and asking and inquiring and being willing to explore um by being in a safe space, and I think this is what I try to do for my clients, um, you know, either one-on-one or in my workshop, is just to create a space where they can explore that with no judgment and explore that truly and really feel in your heart of hearts what is important to you, what is it that, you know, you value, um, and to use that more as your guide rather than being caught up by the external media or press or TV or social media. Um, but I, I, I do recognise it it's a very, you know, challenging and difficult world that, um, you know, that, that we live in. Um, but I would just advise, you know, take some time out, even if it's, even if it's you know, once a week, you know, half an hour a week, you know, go into nature, go for a walk and just spend some time reflecting and, and asking yourself those questions. Um, you know, what is it that you really want in your life? What is it that you really value? What is it that you really feel is important? What is beauty to you? Um, and I think most people, you know, will have people around them that love them for who they are as a human, as a, as a person, um, and that they connect with, you know, on a deeper level. And they're the people that you want to be talking to. They're the people you want to be spending time with and having those those influences and those people in your environment. Thank you so much, Tina. I love this. And if people want to learn more, maybe uh, follow you, learn more about your work, what are some of the best places for them to go to? And of course, I'll make sure to link your Instagram in the description of the episode, etc. Yes. So as you said, uh, they can follow me on on my Instagram and then I also um, Facebook, um, Tina Dubry, self-worth coach and RTT practitioner. Um, They also can uh, just get on my uh, my website, which is www.tinadubrycoach.com and find out more about me and the services that I provide and 
how I can maybe help support them on their own healing journey and how I can help them to elevate their own self-worth so they can live in their truth and uh, be the greatest version of themselves. So happy to connect in in any way and they can just send me a a DM and, um, yeah, would love to uh, connect with people. Thank you, Tina, for being part of this project, for sharing your valuable work, for sharing parts of your story. And I'm sure there is so much more even depth. I wish you all the success. Keep going. You're helping a lot of people and have a fantastic and glorious continuation to your growing your impact in every way. Thank you, Aziz. And I just want to say uh, congratulations to you. And thank you so much for the work that you were doing to showcase uh, women from all over the world and giving them a platform to share their stories and their insights and their wisdom. Um, It truly is a a gift. And I think we're all very blessed for you and your your leadership and uh, your wisdom to be able to bring that to the world. Um, Yeah, it's very much needed at this time and I'm very, very grateful. And thank you for having me here today. You are very, very welcome.